I want to thank our, our sponsor, Diversity Vapor Shop. The Vapor Shop, Buddy Hall, makes his own flavors. They're amazing. Ships all over the United States. So if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, go to go to diversity.com, go to jimcren.com. The link is on there, too, his website. But it's Buddy Hall, and they have a, a place in Dormont, Pittsburgh, and Babcock Boulevard, North Hills, in Pittsburgh. And they're our sponsor. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Diversity. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cren, No Restrictions on the Sideshow Network. This is a special show we have uh, today. I'm very excited. Oh, first, I want to uh, thank, of course, Wayne and, and, and Dave and, and, and Frank and, and Josh and, and Jules, our new member of the team here. He's going to help out, associate producer. I think we give you a title, it's like, like associate producer or something. That sounds big. That'll get you laid. Because <laughs> if you get that on a card, that's good. Yeah, the associate producer. <laughs> really? <laughs> Holy shit. What does that actually do? Yeah. I don't know, but... <laughs> I don't know, but I can get you apart. What? In what? All of a sudden, there's just girls it's on the podcast. I know. Hey, I, if I get the assist, you know, I'm married 25 years, I've got to help my single friends out. I'll get the assist. Right? There you go. Mike Sasson's here. Terry Jones, Mike Wysocki, missing in action. Wayne has a GPS on him right now. <laughs> you're stuck in that tunnel traffic. Stuck, over yeah, there. you're you're on it. You're, <laughs> you're in a squirrel right now. But we have Jared Shaw, my friend Jared Shaw, Shaw, Show Shaw, Show Shaw, Shaw Show. And Kurt Wooten is here. Thanks for having hanging me on out. The show. Second time, <laughs> second time. Very the ban was lifted. Kurt, of course, banned from the first show for destroying the studio. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have beer here at uh, No Restrictions. That's because started it last time. there are no restrictions. Yes. Oh! The alcohol we- started last time when you <laughs> tore the whole studio up. And the landlord yelled. Sounds a lot yeah. like me. And Sounds I said, like I just, only two words. I said two words. Kurt Wooten. And mm-hmm. he said, banned. You said, put that uh, videotape and we'll put him on YouTube. He'll make the nightly news. Yes. <laughs> Let's get him on the news. That guy's a drunk mess. <laughs> Poke him like a bear. Say. <laughs> it was amazing. You're, you're writer. My God. All the things we had to do and everything like that. Well, we just everything's set. He's, he's promised the ban was lifted today. They said May. So when could I have him on again? Yeah, yeah. Sooner or later, he's going to be in, back. Yeah, I said May, May of 15 is what they told me. Today is the day. Nice. So Kurt and Jared are here uh, for a special moment because I'm excited because Jared uh, is a director. Of course, we know Kurt from Pittsburgh Dad, and he's an actor. And but Jared, being a director and writer, who grew up in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh guy, moved to Los Angeles. I wouldn't say moved to Los Angeles. Works in Los Angeles. Lives here because he's I a like Pittsburgh that. guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to move to Los Angeles. You can work there and live here. Exactly. Just, you know, move there for like 15 years. To do your thing. But yeah, exactly. And, but you're <laughs> all, to get it accomplished, to come back. Yeah, you're always Pittsburgh. <laughs> right. But he met, he wrote a movie, and, and which is a difficult thing to do first off, <laughs> and completed a movie, which is extremely <laughs> difficult. Uh, and, and it's actually a very funny, entertaining movie. And it's on a subject. That's near and dear to all of your hearts. I know it is. 
Bigfoot. Yes. Because everyone knows I went to the Bigfoot convention about a year and a half ago. <laughs> and a lot of therapy later. <laughs> I'm all good. I'm really good. But there, there were like 300 people there who were really into Bigfoot. Really? Awesome. Oh, plaster cast the Bigfoot. I got to go to one of those. Jared, you'll it'll change your life. I bet. <laughs> Not for the better, but yeah. It'll change your life. I sat down with the authority of Bigfoot. I can't remember his name. Sorry. He was a, a doctor in front of it. Oh, oh Lord. Wow. I, oh, yes. Man. No medicine doctor, believe me. But he was speaking there, and they had, like, all these speakers, and these speakers are making big money. Wow. This guy's probably making ten grand a pop or something to do these things because it's packed. <laughs> It's like a couple hundred dollars to do it. And he's speaking. And I, and I had a one-on-one. I say, hey, can I interview with you? And he goes, quote, well, could you buy me a beer? I go, sure. <laughs> he drove a hard bargain. So <laughs> Twist my arm. Okay. Uh, sure. Get you drunk. Fine. <laughs> and he starts telling me about Bigfoot. It was the most amazing interview ever. And he talks about how he saw Bigfoot a few times, you know. That's saying, the best getting their stories about where they saw Bigfoot. Where did he see Bigfoot? <laughs> Favorite line. He goes, <laughs> goes, that's how we talk to you. He goes, well, it's like, you know, two in the morning and get up. Which is where everyone, that's the time everyone who's Bigfoot. ever seen Bigfoot sees Bigfoot two in the morning. Because the bar is closed. Bigfoot appears. Bigfoot only comes out for after hours. She right. so says, uh, two in the morning. He goes, you know, I took a you know, normal stroll in the woods. That's what he said. Like, I take it to at 2 in the morning. <laughs> That's the most natural thing you can do at 2 in the I morning. Play along. I feel like going for a walk. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I know what you're saying. You go through any wooded area, it's just filled with people taking walks. It's getting annoying, to be <laughs> honest with you. Who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't do the 2 a.m. walk? <laughs> Not in the woods. And, Maybe on the parkway. <laughs> and he said he saw Bigfoot. And he said it was like 20 feet away from him. And he said it looked at him. And it got afraid and it ran away. He said, because they're very afraid of you. <laughs> Two seconds later, he's telling me how they can tear you up and kill you and stuff. And I'm like, well, why? Didn't you? But I didn't, I didn't want to press him. Right. Because I didn't exactly. want him to kill me. Because it looks exactly. like you know, it's a guy, it's a guy you'd see, you definitely will see him on America's Most Wanted or something. Right. Like right. I didn't want to push him. But yeah, he said that he, they're afraid of you. They're very timid. Oh. Timid oh. people, animals. They, yeah. I'm just, it just, it just amazed me when people really get that, uh, Involved with the, the legend of Bigfoot, it exists. We, I mean, really, like the uh, the U.S. government can go down and then hunt Obama or Osama bin Laden down <laughs> in outside of a cave. You know, like with, we can't find Bigfoot after how many years? Give me a break. It's just it's ridiculous. Right. It's funny. It, it, sorry, go ahead. No, go, Jerry. I'm good. Well, when we shot in in the town, of, it was Fawn Bell. We shot it was in Elwood City. Where we shot the thing, and uh, the chief of police we were close with, and he helped us out a lot there, getting things set up. And he said we get a call about once or twice a year from this one lady who always says that she sees Bigfoot in town, you know. And they're always <laughs> he's tearing up my plants, yeah, or like and she thinks the police are in it. They're always like covering it up too, like when they say no, it's not around. They're like you guys know you're hiding it type of thing. So <laughs> you know, we were like the yeah, Elwood yeah. City Police <laughs> yeah. are now a part of like the Area Fifty One. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, of course, yeah, Elwood City is Area Fifty Two. Oh, jeez, yeah. watch. <laughs> Exactly. So we thought it'd be fun. Like, we were playing with the idea, like when we had Bigfoot there and the whole outfit and everything. And our, our Bigfoot's very scary looking. And be like, it'd be so funny to like just have Bigfoot show up in her front yard. But then we were worried like she might have a heart attack or something, yeah. or a it. shotgun. Yeah, exactly. Like people in Elwood City, if you didn't know this, are armed. 
Yeah, uh, and dangerous. And they will. Very... Dude, we thought about that a couple nights, like having Bigfoot. I'm like, there's <laughs> a chance you could anyone... get shot, right. so we should probably not do that. <laughs> they had, we we found a lot of guns wherever we went. And yeah. we anytime we needed a weapon for a, a scene, it was brought to us. <laughs> could you it's like, well, we got we need a newsie. Well, I got I got that in the, in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. It's right over there. <laughs> what else did you guys need? Yeah, you need. Well, I, was, I was hunting for deer, and I got you know. Yeah. I need a rocket launcher. I'll have I, 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 I got minutes. that. Ten minutes. Under, yeah, I mean, my, just dig it up underneath the back of my yard here. Then you realize, hey, can anyone have, does anyone, we need a book for this scene. I don't know where to get one. <laughs> <laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't use grenades when they hunt? Exactly. Great exactly. case. That's as if you actually Hey, did. hey, hey. Terry Jones and Mike Waisaki, special guests have made it. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, you're late. You guys are late. Hey, Terry. Hey, Mikey. What's up, buddy? What's up, Mike? This is like Traffic. such a fun little reunion for me here. Yeah. Because you might cast. not know, you've never seen me, but I've been looking at your faces for like the last year putting the movie together. <laughs> so so I know so you all very well. Do we just, so we just <laughs> You're think, my friends in editing. Welcome, bud. I know, I know. Hey. I know the traffic was bad. So, uh, in our uh, listeners, it, they know. It, they know how the traffic is, is in Squirrel Hill. This time. This Even if you're not living in Pittsburgh, you know it's bad. Yeah, I, um, I don't right? sleep, so I end up passing out. You just out. woke up. Yeah, yeah. I no, passed but, out and I woke up late and I was just like, oh shit. That was all. You don't party. What happened? Just no, didn't... no. I just, I just haven't been sleeping. Oh, it was just like one of okay. those moments. Yeah. Bigfoot. The problem is Bigfoot scared. <laughs> you know what's killing you? I'm having fucking nightmares. No, it's the it's the health food. You know what? Exercise. It was like it was like it's that scene you. at the end of Thriller. You know, like where Bigfoot turns around and they got Kurt Wooten's face on that shit. <laughs> 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 I was like, yeah, what the, the red eyes. Ah. <laughs> He's like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Terry, it's the health food in our That's exercise. What it is. Yeah, it is. I've been I've been telling you. You gotta live uh, my life. I, I need to. <laughs> Sleeps like a baby. He's like a baby. <laughs> Two Big Macs before you go to bed and a cup of coffee. It's good. Is this an idea for guerrilla marketing? Just sweating over here. Okay. Right? Exactly. Sweating. Oh, yeah, yeah, your heart. <laughs> because your heart works harder, you sleep. There you go. It's, like, it's a philosophy. Yeah, if you sleep and you don't wake back up ever. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a race. It's like, wow. It's the wake up part. Guerrilla marketing for the movie. Find like those people that like have said they've seen Bigfoot. Like dress somebody in Bigfoot, do it in the middle of the day, right. and have them show up and like try to like sell them like Comcast or something. Yeah, that's, that's, that's we were thinking about that. Again, we're worried like we have to do that in the city, we think, because again, Rural areas were just afraid of him getting shot. Up, yeah, <laughs> and could be yeah strung up and they'd say, there he is. You got him. Uh, yeah. we're gonna eat the leg tomorrow. <laughs> what so, official name of the movie? Bigfoot the movie. Awesome. Bigfoot the movie. Now <laughs> you know what you're getting. Give people the, the idea of when it's yeah. going to come out. It's and when coming it, out at in, the end of May. Okay. Um, we're going to be doing select theaters around Pittsburgh and uh, Western Pennsylvania, and then uh, on May 29th, it's going to be available on the website. Uh, BigfootTheMovie.com You can get Blu-rays, DVDs, T-shirts You can digital download it And then all these theater shows that we're going to be doing All the month of June You can also uh, get the movie there too as well And then all of July we're going to be doing uh, Festivals um, Not film festivals like uh, We're going to do the Big Butler Fair And this Elwood City Festival Have a booth and just meet people And hand out stuff you know, And hand out movies and stuff like that for sale And then at the end of July, we're doing the uh, Horror Realm Expo too. We're gonna have a booth there, and we're also gonna do a screening. So we're just gonna t- we're kind of like a band on tour this summer, <laughs> just going around. And, it, it, uh, it's, it's interesting because 
a lot of people I know listening to you do think oh, I like to write a movie it'd be interesting to write a movie right so the greatest, yeah. greatest uh, creative expression it, uh, yeah. how difficult was it for you is this, is this your first movie yeah, this Jared? is my first movie it is and I've been we've been trying to get this off the ground since 2007 so it's well, been you, a you long tell the whole backstory <laughs> yeah well the whole backstory I mean is uh which like how we wrote or how we came up with it? I guess. I mean, we, well, I mean, how we met? Seven, eight we could start. Kurt, yeah. start there. That's Kurt, are you a, are you a writer <laughs> of the movie also? Did yeah, you, he's uh, he's a writer, writer on it too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, you're humble, man. I would have shot it out a second uh, ago. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm telling people I wrote it. Here it, 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 it. <laughs> Tell me when I can talk. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how our process works with that, and it's kind of when we we shot a trailer in 2007 to uh, uh, like the movie, so we could get investors interested and show people like the kind of idea we wanted. So we came back uh, for like ten days and we shot this trailer, and that's kind of how we figured out the script, the way and how we worked together. And it's basically like I wrote the script and like it's like an outline in a way, and then I'll send it to Kurt, and then he'll just come up with like funny things for the scene in a way, and then it's, so it's it's always kind of just developing even when we're on set. Right. So we'll show up that day and we'll just like it will like I'll tell everybody involved. Like, oh, you we guys don't we there. don't have this character anymore. Okay, we'll write around that. We don't that actor didn't show up. Okay, that character is gone. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and like you guys when you guys showed up there, it's kind of like that. Like you know, here's the lines. This is what we're trying to accomplish in the scene do what you want right, you know? we like right. to do a lot of improv so. exactly so yeah. then I'd like work with getting the scene set up and then Kurt would kind of work with whoever was on the set and just kind of come up with the, the funny moments and just kind of improv and just you know it's always like kind of changing on set right which I really like so it was kind of weird at first you know you have a script and you're sending it to people and they're like well I don't know you know this doesn't make isn't that funny or stuff I'm like well it's always changing you know it's never funny like, on paper completely the wheels are in motion the wheels are in motion you know, <laughs> you know I had a, well, it, they, you know a lot of time in Hollywood they want this Hollywood script they, they pretty much want like a novel they want everything in it yeah. uh, like every, every scene that you have and the shot the crane everything that you have and I just know, like, the little budget, when you get there, it's always, like, oh, it's always changing. Like, you don't know where you're going to be shooting at sometimes or right. what you're going to be able to do. So it's just kind of, like, you got to kind of go with it and see what you get in a way. That is an amazing thing to hold. It's like, it's like a guerrilla filming in a way right. when you're doing the beginning, the low, bu- the lower budget <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah. It's kind of cool. And we, we do get a lot of great movies from that, like uh, Napoleon Dynamite right, or yeah, several yeah. movies like that, that can come out of that raw lightning in a bottle moment yeah and this could be that because i've seen some trailer some some parts of the film i've seen obviously i've seen the script you have the honor the honor being in the movie small part but I thank you for that chair yeah. it is a really funny movie and to me it's a throwback movie when i was right. a kid growing up man i used to laugh at bill murray kind of meatballs uh-huh. kind of movies whatever and you know what i mean it's a, it's a people movie to me i think it's in other words it hits that it that core for me of a, a guy I think it's more of a guy movie. Girls will love yeah, it too. Right. But it's that movie. When it's I was, definitely got the guy movie. Exactly. Going on. I, when I was a kid, I la- I'd love I'd love this movie as an adult and as a kid. Though, cool. you know what I'm saying I, I, it's a very it's very very funny, very very well done. That's the interesting thing. It looks major league. You say it's low budget, but how, is it because th- things have changed with film or something? It, it, or the it, look. It, it has changed. Like with the cameras that you have available now to shoot with, it's it's pretty crazy, and it really comes down to um, not just. You know, you can shoot anything now on your in, on your phone or with a camera. It's all about like the lens that you get. If you get a couple of lenses, you can really make it look professional. And then just working in the industry out there for so long, and and I work a lot in post production, doing editing and stuff. And I worked a lot on um, that show, Sons of Anarchy. I did the behind the scenes for it all the time. We shot a documentary for it. And uh, while doing that, I just learned a lot of. Uh, 
like getting sound mixers and the colorists to really just make it sound great and look great and just getting the best people involved that I'd worked with. I'm like, well, when I make a movie, these are the people that I want to work with right? Uh, just to make it look as best as possible. And uh, I think we accomplished that with it, so yeah, ho- hopefully. You're doing your homework, <laughs> man. Yes, it's funny because I always think when a movie, this is going to be huge success and when it is, yeah, you got to move the date back because you said you've been starting since 2007. You always know in Academy Awards, so you got to go back. Anyway, well, this started in 1993. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how long. Exactly. <laughs> but 07 is so, fairly. But, but like you were saying, like about your, you did a scene and, and, and Mike did a scene and Terry did a scene, and uh, it, it's you know we I showed it to Kurt last week and we watched it. Uh, he got to see it for the first time. We were just talking. He's like, "There's so many funny characters in this." <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like every, a, every it, second you see another funny. Character. So it's like it goes from scene to scene. It gives you're that, like, that colorful oh, colorful element. Yeah, there's just a new character that you kind of really like, and and it's amazing. You know, it, you know, within a couple minutes, you're like, you just like kind of know the character, and you're laughing at it, and then it's moving on. But it's just like it it leaves an impression on you at the same time. I think that, that's the thing with Kurt. I don't know what it drives. There's this. He's this mild mannered dude. You know, easygoing guy. But like Pittsburgh dad, I think the reason it jumps. There's this intangible thing. I don't know what it is for comedian, comedians or actors, but there's a certain amount of fear and, and energy and everything. All of us, you know, have yeah. that type, like you're on a rope that comes out of this guy. And I think that's what is great because you never know where it's going to go. Right. If you crash and burn or can hit a home run. And that's what I love about Kurt. And I think that's where your acting comes in, Kurt, where, like you said, with a little bit of the improv, we're going off the script a little bit. It yeah. gives you a chance to pop a little bit and do that it's, little bit of energy think, coming out. Any, Am I right on yeah, that? Yeah, well, it's like any... Um, good comedian or actor you just you're always thinking about it's the fear of burning you really anytime you keep going to do anything you're prepping and i if i'm by myself i'm talking to myself (laughs) and that's the first thing so like any type of like if i'm getting into a character or doing anything i'm i'm going over in my head and just talking in the character and and i think it makes i think it makes it dynamic i think that's why you're a special talent that I think it, you're being too nice, Jimmy. <laughs> but that's when we were like coming up. No, with, I'm like, too old to bullshit. <laughs> but we were coming up with that. I'm 55. I don't give a fuck. Right. No, I like. I mean, I'm sincere. That's Jimmy's autobiography. Yeah. Too old to bullshit. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> I, I, I can't, no, I can't dude, do, I'll bet you anymore. Chapter two. Everyone I hate. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I stopped kissing ass 28 years. But. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but like when we were casting it, and I we were trying to figure out characters for the roles, and Kurt's like, we should work with this guy, we should work with this guy. Let's see if we can get Jim. Let's see if we can get Terry. You know, let's let's see if we can cast these guys in these parts. And uh, it was just so great too, because um, you know we were probably midway through shooting when both you guys did your scenes, okay. so we're pretty exhausted at that point. We're shoot, doing night shoots and stuff like that, so you know you just kind of tired, cold, yeah, outside <laughs> shooting. You know, everybody wants to kill me at that point. And then you guys come in, and it's like this breath of fresh air because you got all these ideas and right. what to do with the scene, and it was just like. You know, I could just go like on autopilot and just say action and let you guys do it. It'd be like it was just awesome. You I know? mean, it, the funny part, it, even before um, uh, when Jared and I we did the first uh, short film together, <laughs> yeah. we had bonded because of Pittsburgh. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like, how it started. So it really well, started. I'll tell you. Oh, the story. Um, I was a romantic. Los, how was, we met. Yeah. Well, I was, story. <laughs> I was living in Los Angeles. I was living with my then ex girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. Tell us uh, that story. Living with your then ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Real ex-ex-ex-ex-ex. <laughs> but it was, we, I lived in this apartment complex. I had just moved there. Um, 
so you know you know just doing the auditions thing working waiting tables mm-hmm. and i it, it was one sunday and this and, you know steeler game was on i was busted up from watching the game all day down at the steeler <laughs> bar i'm coming i walk home from the bar uh, get into the complex and i'm going up to my door i see his roommate you know walking into the complex ben roethlisberger jersey on i'm like hey hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. and i was like i was like hey let's go steelers he's like go steelers <laughs> <laughs> then, then he, like we yeah. just start talking. Yeah. Next week, we were, I was ended up watching the, the the game over at their place, and uh, <laughs> it's that's the only thing started. So when we yeah. when we initially started, um, we uh, talking about doing a, a Bigfoot thing. Right. We really wanted to put a Pittsburgh element into it. This is before right. I did anything Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is like eight years ago. Yeah. So it, 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 a lot of that, like that, that spirit of this town. Exactly. And came, it was really even before Bigfoot. We were just talking about, oh, right. you know, we really wanted to shoot a movie back here because mm-hmm. right. we just thought it, no one was really capturing. Like we would right. talk we, about we thought that like, back then. Well, they got the New York accent and Boston accent and like Minnesota with Fargo. But I'm like, why does no, like when a Pittsburgh movie come out, why is there no accent? Yeah, that, or, like really, really capturing I I the vibe of, of Pittsburgh. We have you know? a flavor on our you're right yeah, no one's showing in it. our tri-state in our area so no one else has exactly so we just like we, we wanted to shoot something but like well we gotta make a comedy about something and then we just kind of like bigfoot we thought would be like just a funny thing to be kind of covering with with the movie that was, yeah and that's you, you know it's funny with that uh, and I, lo- I lo- i've been getting into acting the last few years and i love it i mean i've i've taken classes in my life on, but stand up i've known stand up for 30 years so you're on stage doing it and i to me i think that was for the training to, to a certain level of acting, I did a movie, Another You, which I, I love. That's got me the bug to start a- a- acting with nice. my uh, friend uh, Chris Robert. And uh, but the thing I was to say is, Mikey and, and Terry having stand-up backgrounds, I think that does lend to it being a little bit easier to transition into acting. Oh, totally! You hit your mark. Yes. You have to perform. <clears throat> obviously, have two characters, which Terry does, and Mikey, you know how to perform, of course, on stand. Is doing a little bit, but yeah. that, right, Mike? Did it feel comfortable when you did it? it? Yeah, yeah. You're not nervous about it. You're just kind of loose, and then the guys are great with it too. Just kind of, you know, kind of. I just had a line, but it was cool. <laughs> I get to do whatever I wanted with it, and then it was fun. It Jared's was just only cut it out, Mike. I don't know. I, I, I didn't know if it was going to be. I haven't got the news yet. <laughs> he, they, that's what was great about you guys, because some of the people were just actors or their first time kind of. Acting. And they were a little nervous or freaked out, especially when we come in and Kurt, we'd be like, "Okay, all these lines, forget these lines. We're doing something else." And they'd be like, "Freaked Just out, like about follow it. my lead." But you can, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I can yeah. imagine like when a band has a new song and the lead guitar, you know, just follow me. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know what to do. Go. But you guys were just like, "All right, let's do it. Let's roll with it." You know, which was great. Just showing up and just going with what we had uh, that day. So and uh, bring, it, yeah, you bring that energy from stand-up. Yeah. Terry, I know yeah. you do a lot of characters like me, so it, it has yeah, natural was, for you in a way. It was just fun. Ter- it, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was a ton of fun because we did Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> we did a Ghostbusters live read together. Oh yeah, me and Kurt, and uh, that's when Kurt was like, "Yo, man." You you know, I think you'd be perfect for this. Terry and played Winston. I, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I but I Why? sold the hell out of Yeah, you did, man. I had to sell the hell out of it. Well, you got people like Kurt up there killing it. And, you know, uh, Sean Collier was uh, fucking Egon. And he was amazing. I was like, yo, I have to sell the shit out of Winston. Right. He only has 12 lines. No, the best no. part. The best part. About, remember, it was the, the, the description of Winston was like, like if you, you I mean, you've, we've all seen Ghostbusters. Yeah, but if yeah. you've never mm-hmm. read the script, you don't get like. You know the description as like I don't the remember Winston. Which, which, Winston is uh, is, uh, is the black ghostbuster who comes in. Ernie and, Hudson, yeah. but that's <laughs> why. <laughs> and, and the description whenever he uh, Winston is first introduced into the movie, which is pretty much like halfway through the movie, like almost over. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Winston, 
an impressive looking black man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it literally says on the script. So I just, that was like a laugh right there. It was great. So I just decided to flex on him real quick. I just started flexing in a tight shirt. That's was, impressive. You and Ernie Hudson, man. Yeah, yeah we had looking. You know, I, I just had to. I had to. How did you it. sell that? That's a big Twinkie. Oh, I did. I just, <laughs> I just exactly like that. You know, that's a big Twinkie. You just got to. You got to do it like that. Uh-huh. And and uh, what was the other one? My favorite. Uh, Ray, when someone says you are, ask you if you're. God, you say yes. I was like, yes, I can sell that. Oh, that's a good time. That. But no, we had a, we had a good time, and um, you know, I I appreciate you guys having me on set and yeah. you know uh, letting me uh, be a part of the movie. The scene looks great. By the way, that was one of the toughest fun. scenes to cut. I heard we, we, we have best scene outtakes. Her. Her that's hysterical. That's gonna be like, yeah, well, that was one of the. I heard Mike and Tara's scenes were killer. So much riff, like there was so much stuff to choose from, like cutting it down because it could have been like a half hour right. long that scene. But it was just like so much funny yeah, there stuff. There was a lot of fun in that night. <laughs> you know, we, I, we were cutting up and we were going back and forth with like weird ass lines and stuff. <laughs> it's and, like, yeah, that was that was real late at night. I'm like, I'm now delirious. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, because we were there till like four a.m. Oh yeah, it was, it was a late one. It was a long. I was a long. Yeah. I was one of the. It was like nights. from five p.m. or six p.m. to like. And that yeah, was like a lot of extras and just like wrangling extras. Right, was always hard. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. they were like in the background doing stuff while we were talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we ordered we ordered Domino's pizza, and all of a sudden everyone just quit. And it was like, we're gonna eat pizza. I'm like, okay. yeah. <laughs> they're they're like they're having like acoustic uh, kumbaya in the back yeah, and yeah. shit. It was like you guys gotta be quiet. Terry was really good at like. I always think it's funny like when in movies and TV shows when someone acts like the drunk person you know Ooh. they have to act like they're drunk and I'm like they do really good drunk impression or they really right. do that well you know emulate, yeah. I don't think I do it that good but Terry did a great like when well, he, the scene where he was acting he's drunk I was like man that's really good this guy well, doesn't you're, drink when you're at all for, when you're a former alcoholic <laughs> I guess <laughs> you had some years <laughs> experience <laughs> you know, so you know, the acting note we always got in acting school was uh, you have to if when you're playing drunk you have to mm-hmm. act like you're not drunk yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know when you're drunk you're like you're trying to act like you're not drunk so like like because you first thing you just go you always like if you're really drunk you're like you're like trying to keep it together so that's the secret yeah. I, I i have great respect you know for acting and in the, in the acting schools and everything part of me always wonders though you know i think you can go different roads to be an actor and sometimes i think geez either you have the either you have the ability either god gave you the ability uh, or you didn't. Uh, and now I believe there are, that, yes. There are wonderful actors who do go through the training. And, of course, theater is different than film, uh, in a sense, style, whatever. Right. And But point I'm making is I'm watching uh, this documentary on HBO on Sinatra, the two-part. I watch, I, yeah, I watched that, too. It's good. Right? Part one, two hours. Part two, two hours. Yeah. Anyway, this scene here, Jared, remember, is interesting when I, if you, when I started thinking about it. He had done maybe a movie or two as Frank Sinatra, you know, not really just singing, you know, the kind where you, the weird movies and they made maybe a little money where you, you know, he walks in a room and, and says, you know, I just walked in a room. <laughs> he sings his lines, right? You know, yeah. I'm going to kiss you now. <laughs> the movie's over. And, and, and so he did these movies. So he really wasn't looked at you know, to by Hollywood, I guess, as an actor, because you have these, you know, their days, Verlton, Merle Streep, whoever that would, who Rock Hudson, I guess, in those days, Rock Hudson, or um, <laughs> hell of an actor, though. <laughs> yeah, Humphrey Bogart, I don't know, whatever knows. It's a long time, but anyway, I found this interesting that, that he's down and out, and it was amazing how many downs he had in his career. Any entertainer out there should watch this just to watch. It's great to not give up and 
that's what the gig is all about. Yeah, ups and downs. Right. And, there, and this guy, I mean, this guy, his throat hemorrhaged at one point, and he, he's out for like a year and a half, two years, and no one even said hi to him. Or even, you know what I mean? No, no, one, no one came to his aid and helped him. He just climbed back up. But at one point, he's on it. He's just down. Nothing. No one will touch him. Lost his record contract, the whole nine yards. He reads the book from here to eternity. And there's a character in the book. Remember, Jerry? He said, you know, they use his voice from interviews or whatever in this uh, documentary. Frank's like, I know that guy. I know I could play that guy. <laughs> no, no, Frank didn't go to Juilliard or any of that stuff, right? He just, I know that guy. I could play that guy, right? So he, yeah. obviously, he has natural talent. But he goes and he reads for it. He has enough name at that time to get the attention to at least read for it. And he wasn't going to get it, it felt, because he's got him, I think his name is Eli Wallach was the actor's name. Eli Wallach was an established actor at that time, Academy Award caliber actor, and he commanded enough money. He drew enough, and he wanted a lot for that role. And the budget just wouldn't dictate it. They said he, they wanted Eli, Eli Wallach for that role, but they said, we just don't, don't have the money for it. So the guy, the producer goes, and director goes, you know what? Let's go back to the Sinatra tape again or whatever. So they lost his Sinatra tape, and there's rumors that maybe Ava Gardner called and whatever to give it a little nudge to whatever. But they kind of said he got it because it, just, it was budget, and he did it well enough. Well, anyway, Sinatra goes in and does, from here to eternity, does this, this role, and eight weeks of work or whatever it took, he said, and it, he took it real serious. A year later, he wins a fucking Academy Award. Nuts. Academy Award. I mean, it's amazing, though. Right. Point making that. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you, know, you have God-given talent. And exactly. And there's, and there's always, like, there's always, an, like, you don't even have to be an actor, but you're, you're, some people are destined to play one role. Right. Most comedian buddies didn't have any type of real. Well, I'm trying to have sitcoms, I'm saying, in, in, in movies yeah. and whatever. Because you, you do learn. It's a reacting a little bit, but also. I think stand up on stage is a lot of his an exactly. acting style, and, and some people on, on the movie were you know professional actors, and some people it was their first time, and I, I think everybody did a great job, and some people were just very natural at it. You know, they just have it, and you know they don't think they do. They're like, I'm not an actor, but I'm like, you you can naturally play this. Like the other co star in the movie, Nate McGill, who awesome. who plays Dale, you know, Kurt plays Chuck, and they're the main two guys. And, uh, you know, he's done some, like, of my short movies and theater stuff, but this is his first time, like, really doing a, you know, feature film, right. like a big thing. Yeah. And uh, he's just very natural at it. And it's funny, like, uh, Kurt and, and Nate, they don't, like, hang out that often, but together on screen, they're, like, it's just, like, they're natural buddies. Like, they just have a great chemistry. In what else meant by it, Kurt? It's, yeah. That it's intangible about, you got, you know. It's you all know. about, um, I think, a lot of times when you, you first get on a movie set and you're acting, I think, it, number one is you have anxiety. And mm -hmm. as soon as you can just calm yourself and get rid of that, it's just right. when you're doing stand up. If you're doing stand up and you're and you have the anxiety, you're gonna talk faster. You're gonna <laughs> you know you're not, you're not gonna like really listen or feel the response of the crowd. And that's the thing with acting. It's like you have to get rid of that that initial anxiety. Once you like can like you know almost like get into the hot tub. Right. It's like it's like <laughs> and then you can just like you can start you go oh, yeah, yeah. like you get that yes. massage. yeah like you're, you're good. It's, you have to get rid of that initial anxiety. I get it every single time before I start a role. I start to, you know, but as soon as, you know, I know, my, I tell myself, it's, that's got to go away. It, it's going to be there initially. Yeah. And he was great at working with people with that, too. Just helping people get comfortable on set, you know, uh, which would really help with that, too. Just getting them all pumped up and just, you know, 
if they were nervous about it, he'd be like, he'd always say, well, what's your, what's your backstory, your character, and just get him talking about it and just get it, really get him into the role, which really the, helped. The interesting thing with acting, too, is in entertaining in general, you know, it's getting to the point where you can do it for a living because people look at the business, they know it mainly, mainly from tabloids or, or whatever we, we, you know, get our vision of any business or whatever from the outside looking in. And you think, well, you have to be like Tom Hanks or whatever or whoever's a huge yeah. star at the time but it's really if you can make a living doing is what we is, right. the, is making it yeah. Yeah. so i hope you make it well you know if you can make a living doing it you've made it yeah, yeah I, I agree it, that's yeah, the exactly. goal for it because 99 percent that's what it is and there's one percent it's like hitting a lottery to get that <laughs> yeah. be cruise or whoever it is you really is you had the right place right time. it really is a bit of hitting a lottery and that's a great thing there's nothing yeah. wrong with that believe me that's tremendous right. for matthew mcconaughey wherever yeah. and they worked hard i'm sure to put themselves in position to hit the lottery but <laughs> yeah. that's what that is there's only so much but it is making a living and i'm sure is that that's the goal here right is to exactly. make a you know, living be able to keep on making performing. stuff and making a living from it and you know just uh keep on entertaining people i mean I feel, yeah, you know, everybody in this room, everybody wants to, has this thing of wanting to entertain people. Right. And you kind of choose that avenue that you want to do it. That, if you can make a living, it's a blessing. That's you're passionate about, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's, you know, comedy or acting or directing, and it's just like you choose it and just go with it, so. Well, that's why even like a Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right, all right. I just love, I love being known, man. No, they, but they all, they all, uh, every actor, I think, that's why sometimes people wonder, well, why don't they like to be in public or seen some right. be, or be famous they, they're not embracing the fame well they're, they're really never that was never the goal no in the most of them, well, I would yeah. think the thing about Matthew McConaughey which is interesting is you talk about just hitting the lottery and lucky and everything like that yeah. the way he got his he wasn't an actor or anything like that wasn't mm -hmm. doing anything he was at the University of Texas and he had a buddy who was a bartender at like the like the big hotel in Austin, you know, and so that was my weed deal. <laughs> there you go. That's right. <laughs> and he was he, he, he he'd always give him free drinks, so he would hang out there and just get free <laughs> drinks from his buddy. And you know, one of the guys who was at the bar happened to be doing a movie, and so they started to like pal around, drink everything like that. And at three in the morning, the producer of the movie said, "Hey, you know, I like your look, everything like that. Why don't you come to the set? I think we have something for you, everything mm -hmm. like that." The movie was dazed and confused. <laughs> there you go, and that was the movie that well, made him. That was the movie that you know all he had to and that's and that's right. just, and that's, just, and that's yeah. um, Richard Linklater, the director, just really having a good eye for like you know what was working on screen because that I mean he didn't have a big role in that movie, mm -hmm. but they could I mean watching dailies and everything they're like hoo, 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 we got to give this guy right. more and more screen time so like once again you know they, I mean the movie didn't have a humongous budget way bigger than ours but. You know they adapted it. They they they, they gave the Wooderson Matthew McConaughey character <laughs> yeah. more and more screen time, and here he became as one of his iconic roles. So, and you, well, it comes. It, it, that's what's. It's really hard though, to get a. That was a funny. It's a funny script. I'm sorry, no matter what budget, right? Yeah. It's a low budget yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. sure that at that one point that was just a. Hey, what's yeah. going to happen now? Nothing. Exactly. Catch on. The hardest thing in the world. And that's where the key for the actor. You know, we love the performing the acting side. The key, I think, like. Is, is I think directing because they have to actually tell the story. If you, you have, right. to have, to have they have to have the vision. They have to know exactly what they want. You know that final product, what that's building towards. It yeah. is that's on the back of and the then, directors telling the story. That's why you get guys that have hit their lottery like Scorsese or whatever. Yeah. You, they could tell a story like no other. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it, it is. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say that's what was amazing about you that you're actually in the movie and you're directing it. And yeah, like you have it set exactly how you want. Tough yeah. role to do the both. Views and yeah. 
I mean, it was just it was just a great scene at all. Well, like, it, when I, I was in that. it too, I had a great AD too, Joel Wallace, who was like running the camera, you know, running, making sure everything was good, which is a really big help too. But it's in, like how you say about like having a vision as a director. You have like an idea, like oh, I think this is how it's going to be performed, and then mm-hmm. like you have the actor show up and like, well, I'm thinking about doing it this way, and, and sometimes it'll be a lot better than the way you thought you would do it, or you'd be like, well, let's do it both ways. Let's try your way, and then let's try it my way, and it's then I mouth out in the editing room. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was <laughs> funny. I'd be like. Like, they were like, well, I'm going to do it this way. I'm like, no, nah, right. And I'm like, well, let's do it my way, too. And yeah, then I get in the editing room. I'm like, oh, they were right. You're like, There's I mean, the way was a lot better. get away with that final line I said. You're like, I don't like that line. Yeah, let's do it this way. And, and then, then your line was a lot better. I'm like, I like this line better. <laughs> and just like you get options. You I'm glad and, you kept it my way. Exactly. And <laughs> just the options you get from people. Like when you were there, Jim, which was really cool, like – I said, okay, so how, you know, about this doctor, and, you know, you're so great at all these voices. You're like, well, I could do this voice, and I'm like, that's hilarious. And they're like, I do this voice. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious, too. I'm like, I like both those. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe we'll shoot it both ways. And, you know, we got there and realized we didn't have, like, a ton of time. And then you somehow combine both those voices, <laughs> and it was great. It was, it, it's great. Yeah, it, just, it worked out perfect. Directors like actors that give them options. Yeah. It's like, can you, and when a director says, can you please do that line a different way? If you can do it a different way and not say the exact same, they love that. <laughs> right. If you right. do it, like, you know, they'll, they'll direct you towards the way they need you to say it, but um, that's the, that's the they would get part a, about acting is being able to do that line a different way. Yeah, they, they would get annoyed when I'd say that. I'm like, I just want the option to see if it plays different, you know? The fascinating thing we, to, to watch from the outside, you know, someone making a movie, you get a thousand feet of footage and you're looking at the editing you mentioned the editing made me think of that so, okay now you got a thousand feet now, i know you say like the division you had obviously picked the locations angles all the but now you got to choose right that's got to be the hardest thing in the world because there has to be moments where that choice is a and b is are a flip of the coin in a weird yeah, way right yeah. i mean it's and, definitely a process and you worry about probably if you pick b it may mess the movie or not give a segue <laughs> you want that must have right. been un is it gut-wrenching time? It can be. Through? And that's why I think, like, some comedies get so, uh, like, big Hollywood comedies. Yeah. They'll cut, like, four different versions of a movie, and they'll do a test audience to see which one's funnier, which was yeah. playing the best. Being a test audience member is not fun. But you've done it. <laughs> no, I've done the test audience, too. Uh, I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You've been it's a test watched, guy? I've, I've, I did a lot of test screenings. And I all, did it, too. Because you yeah. get free Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I love watched it. that movie. I'm like, I hate at first a test screen. I'm like, I'll never watch this movie, ever. <laughs> and then by the time I saw the final product, I'm like, oh, that's actually a good movie. But I had to watch a test screening cut in a weird way. With It was two and a half hours long. I'm like. And this you grade? The did they have you grade it? Yeah, you go yeah, through you fill out a whole really form. And you grade thing. it. You go through and say, and I'm like, this is don't show this movie. And then you know they take your notes, <laughs> right? And they bring it back to the editing room, and they, and they they use those type of notes to to build a better product. That's what you can do when you're at that level, and which I is think, awesome. I think it works to hmm. a point, you know, when like, well, this doesn't make sense, or I don't understand that, so they can change that. But like when someone's like, I hate Sandra Bullock's face, it's like, <laughs> well, <laughs> how are you going to change that in the movie? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so some of it helps, but some of it's like very. <laughs> I mean, trying, I mean, the whole thing is they're trying to market it to as many people as they can. So exactly, they're trying yeah. to get a good cross-reference. Just yeah. to get an average yeah. opinion. Now, what right. movie did you test? Do you remember? Uh, it was when I first got out there. When you, I love When you go it around, way. like, yeah. I thought a big to shot. different places, like Chinese <laughs> Man Theater, they always have people, hey, free tickets for a movie. And it's like they do test screenings all the time. Mine was Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. I remember going Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, I was interested because Joel Schumacher was going to be at Wasn't the screening. Was delayed wow. or something? Yeah, yeah. Did you so, like it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was really you good. You gave it a good you grade? Know? Uh, I did. I think I said something like, 
a lot of that movie happens in that phone booth, you know. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been ever taken it out of that phone booth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Captain no, Obvious. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, like you said, man, you feel all that power. It'd be awesome, man. Like, like the guy, yeah, they're like they're editing and direct some little guys. Kurt Wooten hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just see the director just go like this. Damn it! Right. Exactly. Damn it. J- J- he thinks the Titanic shouldn't have sunk. <laughs> I would be the worst. I'd be the worst. Right. I mean, I'd that's an executive terrible. giving notes. Like, like, does, I, the t- does the boat have to sink? Right. Yeah. <laughs> really too sad. Sequel. We need a sequel out of this. Greatest. We need to create a happier ending with this. <laughs> but, you know, the greatest yeah, movies of all time. Like, so yeah. Like the, those options, like you said, it's funny. But then there's sometimes you know being a low budget like we would just get that take one time and like good we got one take <laughs> we can put it in the movie Whereas there, there, there's one actress in the in, in the uh, movie where I heard I never heard someone say that one line more times than just oh, yeah. the, um, the line is what the hell yeah. yeah I didn't know it could be said a hundred times in a hundred different ways. We probably did it a hundred times. A hundred times. That <laughs> yeah. was, that was, I've never I'm like oh my gosh uh, I don't know where we're so stuck on it but we you know it's one of the things like it just wasn't working right. Like, say then. it again and again. But we got it right. Like, finally. He got, got it. There. I guess. That's <laughs> awesome, man. You know? By the end of it, he's like, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. This is it's exciting. Yeah. Um, it's, the whole process is fun, man. And I want everyone to go see this movie. Uh, the comedy. I know comedy fans, of course, are streaming and listening to the show. And you you got that sixth sense of humor like I do, who are like family <laughs> listeners and I, right? And the guys. They'll see the guy, Terry and Mike, you're yeah. in it. And, yeah. you know, Mike Sasslin, you're in part two, I hope. Will work. I, I, I was we're going to be in it. Well, next time, time, be in it. time, cancel your plan. Too yeah. much Almost money. He wanted too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't book laundry list. He wanted stuff. like a cup of coffee on set. He's Eli Wallach. He wanted a chair. Yeah. Like, get out of here. I wanted man. more than chair. ten minutes you of don't have time. coats and jackets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what they, uh, more that what happened was like literally a Sunday morning. We became Facebook friends, and he goes, "Hey, yeah, you want to be in a movie?" And I'm like, "When?" He goes, "Like today." And I'm like, "I can't." I have jobs. I have to work. And there's, he's like, okay, maybe next time. So, yeah, make a Bigfoot 2 okay. and give me 24 hours. <laughs> we'll save yeah. it. We'll save it. You can't promise 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking cocky with 24 hours. Yeah. Look at these demands he's making already. Mr. Big Time. Who else can play Bigfoot but me? Speaking of Bigfoot, though, I know this is a comedy, but the Bigfoot in this movie is really awesome. Uh, this movie's uh, not for kids. Uh, please don't bring your kids in. It's it's, yeah, it's, that, it's, that, it's unrated. Don't. It's unrated. Because oh yeah, you'll, you'll get all the hate. It will be you, you directly. Do don't bring it's, your it's, kids it's and complain be, on the Pittsburgh like a, Dad Facebook about it. Lead <laughs> 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 story on KDK. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's swearing. There's blood. There's boobs. No, there's not. There's there, no boobs. There's, there's no nudity. No effort. But there are. It's like a There's sexual implications. There's sexual situations. Situations. It's like a PG-13. Uh, but we, mm-hmm. it's unrated because it's a whole process getting your movie through the MPAA, and you got to pay him a ton of money to do it, Just too. To so. it. Boy, we see it on the news. Jim Cran scared my kid his face. <laughs> <laughs> ain't right. Kid, I can't believe you're associated with that movie. <laughs> I, 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 I lost a lot of respect for you. Okay. Really scared. Well, I'm just hoping really people that you might be a real doctor and come up to you and like, I got this rash. <laughs> what do I do? Give prescriptions. <laughs> right. But go. yeah, Bigfoot is awesome in the movie. Just He's like pretty scary great face. He's got a terrifying Steve Tolan face. from Tolan Effects did all of it. It was great. The guy who played it, Trace, no, he's like seven foot tall, and just like it was crazy <laughs> having him on set. Like, yeah. I would, I didn't see the guy the first couple of days because he was always getting ready, so I just saw Bigfoot when it show up. 
And you're like, <laughs> he, he looks really scary. And I'm like, okay, can you run in here and do this? He's like, the best part about <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I got to tell a story about the set <laughs> okay. of Bigfoot. Um, because, uh, you know, Steve would put the, the makeup, would take a couple hours to put right. Bigfoot. And he had these um, humongous contacts that he'd put in. But then, like, you know, we'd, we'd go eat and everything. And Steve would take the, the initial costume off him, but not the face right so we all be sitting in there and there's this tall lanky kid with this bigfoot face eating pieces like yeah yeah and he's got this, this if you could just envision like it's like like the contacts are in his teeth are in and he's chomping down domino's pizza with like with, with like gym shorts on with the, it's just hysterical that was the funniest thing we weren't rolling and bigfoot just hanging out just hanging like he bigfoot. was still in school he, he's a young guy he was in college so he'd be sitting there like doing homework or reading a book in the so I, got, I got finals tomorrow i got yeah, finals bigfoot studying. Yeah. that is awesome <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so it comes out uh, in May. In, yeah, end of May. May 29th is the release date. And the public can, can check it out. Yeah, at the big, big foot, weekend coming up. Com. Yeah, we're gonna have a big weekend coming up on on fr- that Friday night. We're gonna have uh, showing at the Oaks Theater in Oakmont, and then on Saturday uh, during the day, we're gonna be at Beaver County Auto doing a meet and greet. And that night, we're gonna be at the Strand Theater in Zillion Opal, uh, and then the next day we have a matinee again at the strand theater in Zionopo, and then that night we're going to be doing the dependable drive-in that's uh awesome, which man. is going to be awesome and we're gonna have some of the vehicles from the movie there Come out and get stuff, a picture we're all going to be tell there. us about your yeah. bigfoot story exactly we really want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> where you've seen bigfoot we'd love to hear it. <laughs> i know we know you have the story we want to hear it uh, special uh, shout out to pj pj lasco and, uh, yes, and beaver yes. county auto friends uh-huh. of the of the show and help me help the show out so much you love pj here and uh Great guy. He's great. I went and saw him the other day. He's really pumped. He won our fantasy football factor friend league. Yeah, he won the league. He, uh, I got to give him the trophy, actually. He's, that's his name. And so he's be bragging. He'll be bragging this, the rest of the summer. Nice. But, yeah, it's looking forward to it, man. Thanks, Jared. Jared, Thank you're the you. best Jared Chow. And this is our first uh, movie to direct and write for a young man like that. And, Kurt, you're also the writer and actor in it. And Pittsburgh, of course, we know how huge and great that is. But it's just exciting seeing you know two local Film directors, yeah, young are, guys. We, I am very pumped. And, this is a big, yeah. big filmmakers. Big so big it month. is. It it's, is, it's man. Be fun. It's, it's really hard. I know it's, it's not easy to do to complete a film, and especially to complete a film that's really I, great. I, from what I've seen, it's great. I can't wait to see it in a completion. But it's an honor to be part of it, too. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you for being a part of it. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank and, you. And, guys, and thanks for having us on today. This is my. This is the first podcast I've done, I'm so excited. I'm very excited about it. I was gentle. You were. very nice. I was trying. I thought it was weird that none of us were wearing pants, but other than that, that's just how you record podcasts. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. Every podcast room just smell like balls. Yeah. Yeah, smell like these I'm nuts. glad it didn't. He's nuts. <laughs> I'm just glad it didn't throw throw you off that Mike Wysocki's sitting on my lap. Yeah, <laughs> right, Mike? that's usual. That's yeah. the way we do it. Yeah, it's not, it's it not. makes us both comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that's my demand. <laughs> Bigfoot the movie. No, do not do not miss it. Bigfoot the movie. It's Jim Cren. No restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Hey everybody, it's Jim Cren of Jim Cren. No restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. I want to thank our, our sponsor, Diversity Vapor Shop. The Vapor Shop, Buddy Hall, makes his own flavors. They're amazing. Ships all over the United States. So if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, 
go to go to diversity.com go to jimcren.com the link is on there too his website but it's buddy hall and they have a, a place in dormont pittsburgh and babcock boulevard north hills in pittsburgh and they're our sponsor thank you buddy and thank you diversity if your business whether large or small is in need of commercial collections choose prime core group prime core group is a pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency now if your business is owed money prime core group is there to help you on a contingency basis only PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.